exactly what did you see? Something was following us. This is the most horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony, something unexplainable Hello? is happening. Come here, you better check this out. What is it? January. Run! Prepare to witness. What do you want? The most frightening 3D motion picture event to tear through the screen. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And guess what? I bet I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, say it. No, you go ahead. (laughs) I'm Johnny. I'm Randy. And we are back with this week's episode, and it is the 2009 remake of My Bloody Valentine. In 3D. Yes, which I feel took a lot away from this film. They should have made two cuts. Yes. It was like, I can see we're going to see this in the theater in 3D was awesome. Mm-hmm. But for the DVD release, should have been a separate cut. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I feel like they put too much emphasis on the 3D part in the DVD. Well, and that's, but in all fairness, that's what sold. Because, you know, that made people go out to the theater and want to see a 3D. I mean, I, see, it was a different time. I mean, I know it was like 14 years ago. But watching this now, I'm like, they showed this in the movies? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, holy crap. I, my very first 3D movie I ever seen in theaters was Jackass 3D. Jackass 3D? Yep. First 3D, <laughs> that yep. first 3D movie I ever seen in theaters. <laughs> Nothing but flying dildos at you. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I can't believe that's your first one, too, man. Yep. I, I'm almost positive. Almost positive that was my first 3D movie ever in the theaters. Now, I don't think you've seen it. But because we'll eventually review it, but it's one of my favorite Friday the 13th films, Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. That is the only film that I can sit down and really enjoy because you know there's spots in there supposed to be 3D, but I feel like they didn't. It's actually one of those that you can watch, and yeah, you can tell, okay, that's supposed to be 3D, but it didn't go to the extent to where it ruined it. Like this one did? Yeah, like certain things. Um, it was more simple on the uh, Friday 13th Part 3 3D. Right. Like a guy's doing a yo-yo in front of the camera, you know. and it's, still, it's, it's little stuff like that. Well, it was almost like in this one, every time a 3D moment would pop up, the directors were going like, whoa! Yeah. You know? It was, yeah. Well, when we, uh, I guess it was last year, I believe, we did My Bloody Valentine of the 1981. With Stairs. Yes. And I love that one. Yeah, I thought That was the first time I mean, you both had ever seen it. Mm-hmm. We both enjoyed it. I even said on that episode that the remake, I've seen it one time and I didn't care for it when I watched it. I honestly think this might be, if I've watched it, it was been one time, but I don't remember any of it. 
Well, so I honestly, this is probably the first time I've ever seen it. Well, I told you when we first started, I was like, all I remember of it was the chick running full naked. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was it. Irene. Yeah, I mean that that was the only thing that stuck out to me. I couldn't remember the ending of it or nothing. Yep. So, but anyway, with that being said, uh, Randy, I bet you want a summary. Yeah, give me a summary. I got your summary, man. <laughs> Tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Tom returns. Tom Atkins. No, it ain't oh, Tom Atkins. Oh, my bad. It's Tom Hannigan or Hanager. Yeah. Anyway, Tom returns to his hometown on the 10th anniversary of the Valentine's Night Massacre that claimed the lives of 22 people. Instead of a homecoming, Tom finds himself suspected of committing the murders. And it seems like his old flame is the only one that believes he is innocent. Tonight on Fox News. No free shout out. Yeah. Well, let's see here. What you got uh, on that cast? Oh, the cast. Okay, let me go to the cast right quick. So we got Jensen Ackles as Tom Hanager. Hanager. Most people know him as Dean Winchester. Jamie King as Sarah Palmer. Betsy Rue as Irene. The naked chick. Yeah. Uh, Todd Farmer is uh, Frank the Trucker, which he was also in Jason X. And he was also in the WWE as Gilbert. <laughs> He's so full of crap. He does. He looks like Gilbert. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's that guy's name? Kerr Smith is Axel Palmer. We got Megan Boone as Megan. Go figure. The one and only Tom Atkins as Sheriff Jim Burke. And I'm so proud he shagged to nobody. He shagged to nobody. He shagged nobody. <laughs> that, that was in the unrated version. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. She was like 23. No. Uh, let's see. We got Kevin Thigh. I guess. As Ben Foley. I remember him as the club manager from uh, Roadhouse. Yeah. The double deuce. I must say, really, that's the only ones that really need to be named, don't you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, you got uh, Richard John Walters played Harry Warden from the beginning of the movie. The only reason I bring him up is because everybody thought he was, you know, no spoilers, but thought he was a killer at the very end. Yeah. All right. So, let's see here. Uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Is rated R and it came out in 2009 and it is a horror slash thriller. One hour and 41 minutes. And let's see here. The budget for this film was 15 million. The box office, it was 100.7 million. I can't believe they made that much. They did. It's probably because it was 3D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. It was directed by Patrick, I'm going to say. Lassar? Yeah. Lassar? All right, and let's see. It was pro- produced by Jack Murray. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.4 out of 10, and a Rotten Tomatoes gave it 61%. I swear, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like, I want to know. I think Rotten Tomatoes is just a bunch of little kids on computers hitting numbers. <laughs> it was like, hey, do you like this title? Yeah, 28%. I mean, like, right. Rotten Tomatoes is terrible. So, do you kind of want to give us the rundown of the film? If you've seen the first one, that's your rundown. But what if they haven't seen the first one? I mean, essentially. I mean, it, So, it starts off with the story of a mind collapse in, is it, what's the name of the town? Oh, uh, that was another thing, yeah. Uh, and I forgot the name of the town. This, it is 
Da, 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 I know I had it somewhere. It doesn't say. Uh, Harmony. Harmony. There you go. And Tama Harmony is a big coal mining town. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with the story of a coal mine collapse, and then they find dead workers. Yeah. Come to find out, the workers were actually killed with a blunt object to the head, which happened to be a pickaxe, by a man named Harry Warden. And he, the report was that he was killing everybody that was trapped to conserve oxygen for himself. He ended up in a coma, woke up from the coma, ended up slaughtering, like, what was it? I think it's in 22 people. Yeah. <clears throat> and... They chased him into the mine. Your boy Tom Atkins shot him like 67 times. <laughs> and then he ran off into the mine. Everybody thought he was dead. Yeah, and when you heard the guy r- running, you could hear Tom Atkins going, Stop it! Stop it! No, <laughs> no you couldn't. <laughs> I-, I kept waiting for the guy to start laughing as he, as he was walking away. So, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to kind of go with you on this so you ain't doing all the talking. <laughs> hey, that's a good job. So... Tom shows up with his girlfriend, Sarah, and they're all at the mine. And this is kind of reminiscent of the original. Yep. And you get to, and Axel and his girlfriend at the time is Irene. You can tell that Axel has a problem with Tom and that he really likes uh, Sarah the entire time. And even Irene's like, don't be, don't be a jerk, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember why he doesn't like Tom. I think he don't like Tom because he likes Sarah. Is that, that why? That's what, that's what I got off of it. Okay. So anyway, long story short, they're all having this party in the mine and Sarah and Tom, you know, they get, they take a picture together and she's like, come on, let's go. And she goes, uh, let's go in the mine. And they all go in there and Tom's like, hold on for a second. I've got something in the car. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, she's like, hey, if you don't want to be here, we can leave. He goes, no, no, no. I know you want to be here as, as so do I. Like you can tell he don't, but he's uncomfortable because... Yeah. He was one of the ones that was down there, wasn't he? When it uh, yeah, he was actually in the cage, and Harry Warden was down there when all the you know stuff was collapsing and everything like that. He was actually working. Tom was, and and he was in the cage. Yeah, I, I'm assuming it's like a tool cage. Yeah, kind yeah. of deal. So, but yeah, he was actually down there when all of that happened. But as they're all down there having a good time, um, the murder starts. Yeah, the murder starts going on, and. I think it's uh, Sarah. She's walking down. She's trying to find everybody. And all of a sudden, she sees Irene and Axel. And they're kind of like to the side. He pulls her to the side. And out of nowhere, Harry Warden shows up. Killing people. Yeah, I mean, but it like kicked off quick. That's what I was going to say, man, from the very start of it. Like, they they give you flashbacks at the very beginning with like news clippings and stuff like that. And then they do like a voiceover talking about what happened. And then it kicks right into Harry Warden waking up from the coma and killing people. And it's showing, like, everything. And then in this, it shows all the kill scenes. And, and this is what I would give the big plus for, the graphics. Like, and, and the kills, like, a lot of them are really unique. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they were made for 3D. Yeah. But a lot of the times, the kills didn't oversell the 3D. Yeah. There were certain times, like, throughout the whole movie where, where you could well, tell the, the 3D was oversold. I was just fixing to go into... The first kill we've seen is this guy pops out. I don't even know his name. He's like a joke. He's a practical joker. It better not have been Stash. He's Hollis. And all of a sudden, we see the killer shove like I guess it's like a spike or something through the guy's eye, and it looked good, but I mean it was a violent first kill. Mm-hmm. But they lingered on it so long that you realize, okay, this was part for the 3D. Yeah. That's what killed it. 
yeah. Like, it, if it was a quick, bam, oh, God, the eye popped out, and then, then it cut away, and she's screaming. But that's not what happened. The movie made for 3D kind of loses that 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 it factor, I guess, when yeah. you're not watching it in 3D. Because all of the 3D shots, they do linger on, just so you can actually experience the 3D moment of it. Well, when you're not watching 3D, you're just looking at a tree branch that went through a, the windshield of a car for... 45 seconds. Well, didn't Sarah, she's the one that saw it happen, right? Yep. That's when she takes off running, and that's when Axel and Irene grab her and pull her aside, and they're like, in this dark little corner, and they're telling her to be quiet, be quiet. Well, here comes Harry, and he's walking through, and he, you know, he's kind of got tunnel vision with the mask he's wearing, the, the minor mask, and he doesn't see him to the right-hand side, and he just keeps on going. Well, then all of a sudden, here comes another guy. We, I don't even think they even said his name. He comes around, he's like, hey, hey, like, he's tripping out. He's like, where's everybody at? And he shined the flashlight. And it's funny because to the right-hand side, Axel and Irene and uh, Sarah, they're all sitting there, and they're, like, telling him, shh, shh, like, be quiet, be quiet, you know. And he shines the flashlight right on the killer. Well, the killer turns around and takes him out. I can't remember how he took him out. Oh, yeah, he he threw the axe at him, didn't he? Uh, How did he take him out? I can't remember. I mean, it was that's what I'm saying. The beginning of it was just so boom, boom, boom. Yeah, everything. It, it really did start off like I know a lot of times people say this movie's so slow. It starts off so slow and then it picks up about you know an hour into it. This one picked up right from the get go. So I mean, me even me and you were were talking about it. We were like, where are they going to go now that they've started off this fast? Yeah. How are they going to? Because if you start off that fast, you're bound to determine to get slow in the middle of the movie before you pick up for the finale. Right. So and and. Honestly, it kind of did that, and then it kind of didn't. I, I will say the flow of the movie, they did a really good job of keeping the interest up throughout the whole movie and not dropping down a whole lot and getting really slow. There were like certain scenes that were slower, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like um, it wasn't like a complete drop off until the last fifteen minutes. Right. But yeah, they, I mean they they started off strong. Well, this one girl comes out, she's screaming. This blonde headed chick. She's screaming after the two guys are dead. And Harry bends down and grabs a shovel. And as she's screaming, he backs her up against this pole. And, dude, he shoves the shovel into her mouth. And you can see the blood coming out. Me and you both are like, they got to do it. You got to finish it. You got to finish it. He takes the pickaxe and smacks the handle of the shovel. And it goes all the way through her now. And you can see that her the top half of her uh, face, her head, excuse me, it's sliding down the shovel, and the body is falling down. Yeah, so they did it. I, you know, kudos for that. They. And I will say this: this one thing I noticed about this movie, this was the time that CGI was getting popular. Oh yeah, because you could really tell, especially on the blood. Oh yeah, when and seeing there, there were the scenes from the very beginning of it in the hospital when they showed all the dead bodies and stuff like that. It looked like fake dead bodies. Yeah, like it. The you know the. I think it was that they thought it was far enough away from the camera that you really couldn't tell. But I was like, no, that's that's foam. Yeah, that like that body that was the body laying on a gurney or something like that. The hat, like, that was halfway cut. That's the, yeah, that's foam. Was that the one that was? Um, yeah, it had the legs on the yeah, ground. It, yeah, it looked like something that you would go to a spook house and see. Yeah, I mean, that, seriously, that's the first thing I thought of. I seriously thought it was like uh, you know pantyhose stuffed with like red rags or something like that. It, I mean, it it was terrible. Um. But as as Irene and Axel and Sarah are all getting away, 
out of nowhere, Tom's coming because you know he he remember he went back to the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry actually, I think does he actually stab Tom? Uh, I know they fight for a minute and he throws Tom out. I think he kind of jabs him. But Axel and uh, Sarah and Irene, they all run to the vehicle. And Axel's like, come on, let's go, let's go. And uh, the whole time Sarah's like, I can't leave him, I can't leave him. What about Tom? And he gets in. Well, they think pretty much that Tom is dead. Mm-hmm. They get in and start to back up. And then they realize that Tom's not because Tom actually got up and looked at him. And Axel just backtracks. He takes off. Yeah, Axel's a douche. And then Harry turns around and looks at Tom. And this is when... Um, isn't this when Tom Atkins come in there and is this when he shows up and they start shooting him? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, Harry's got him like pinned and he's getting ready to, to take him out. And then Axel or not Axel, um, Tom, Tom Axel. and then the old guy, the other old police officer. So the sheriff, Jer- uh, Jim Brooke is yes. Tom Atkins. And then you're talking about, uh, the, who's the other sheriff or the other. It's an old man. Hold up. What was his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, is this the only old man I remember yeah, right there? No, I don't see him. He was the one that, like, when they found the uh, dead bodies at the hospital, he was the one that said, I, sh- I waited too long to retire. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's another thing we didn't bring up. you talking about all the dead bodies. That's when we get introduced to Tom Atkins' character, Sheriff Burke. And uh, they're like, it has it's Harry again. And he's like, Harry's been in a coma. And he was like, oh, apparently he woke up. Yeah. But, yeah, they show up whenever Harry's got Tom cornered and getting ready to you know, cut him open with a pickaxe and um, shoot him like five or six times. Harry ends up taking off running down the mine and they they're, they still pop off shots and stuff like that. Honestly, Tom, I mean, obviously Tom thinks he's killed them because he shot him. Oh, you talking about Sheriff Burke? Yeah. You're going to call him Tom. I'm going to yeah, get confused, though, because you got Tom Atkins, the actor. Would you say the Sheriff Burke? The Sheriff Burke. Burke. I'll try to remember that. Okay. He, don't, he don't last too awful long. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he made it all the way almost to the end, man. Yeah, he did make it. but He's a tough old man. He, he's been around and shagging sisters. and But it does cut. People. After all that, that night it cuts to ten years later. Yep. And now Axel is the sheriff of the town, and him and Sarah. Yeah, there you go. I can think. <laughs> uh, him and Sarah are married, and now Tom is coming back. Nobody has seen him for ten years, and he's coming back to sell the mines. Yeah, and that the... that that was in his family. Yeah, his dad actually owned the mines, and his dad had just recently died, and he didn't make it back for the funeral. For whatever reason. And now he's coming back to the town to actually sell it. Nobody in the town's happy because the mine itself is what... It's like the big industry of that town. Yeah. It keeps the town going. We can kind of relate because we live in a small town and... Right. We've already lost a couple factories and we lose too many more. We lost the hospital. We lost, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he's getting ready to sell the mine. Nobody's happy about it because they're afraid it's going to basically bleed the town. Yeah. Is basically what it is. So he gets, throughout the whole movie, like, at least throughout the first, you know, 35, 45 minutes, he's catching a lot of flack from everybody in the town because he's there to sell it. And I've got to say, man, I really think uh, the guy that plays Axel and Sarah, Jamie King, I think they're the, 
I mean, of course, you can't discount Tom Atkins. No. But as far as the younger people, I think them two had the best acting. I thought that the guy that played Axel did a good job. Yeah, he did. The the guy that played Tom, or yeah, yeah, the guy that played Tom, didn't do a bad job. I feel like there were times where he was trying to oversell his character's toughness. Yeah. I mean... The way he talked, and it was just His like, voice didn't match at all. It really didn't. Like, it didn't match his, his type of character. It was almost like he was trying to be a superhero. Yeah, he was like, I'm telling you, Sarah, Axel is framing me. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, no. It was like, all right, Batman, put the cloak back on. Yeah. They're like, what'd you do? It wasn't me. It was Harry. <laughs> He's back. You know, it was like, no, no. <laughs> I was just waiting for him. Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. It, I t- it didn't fit. Yeah. No. Like it wasn't like his acting was bad or nothing like that. It was just I don't know his voice, which I don't watch Supernatural, so I don't know if he really sounds like that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. So, I mean, and I ain't hating on Supernatural because I've never seen it. But nah, I never have either. But anyway, like I said, but so now it's ten years later, and Tom's coming back to sell the mines, and the town is not happy about it at all. Yep. And I did like, there's a scene that I really liked where Axel, like I said, now we see that he's the new sheriff. And he's talking to a reporter and she's like, 10 years after this massacre, how is the town recovering? Like, she's just asking him questions. She's like, and could it happen again? He's like, you people are all the same. He goes, he says, sometimes I think you wish that this would all happen again. You know, Mm -hmm. I kind of like that little thing because, you know, that's how some people are, like reporters and stuff. Oh, yeah. You can tell it. It's a definite sore subject. But now we figured out that Axel and Sarah, like I said, they're married. They've got a kid now. But we also find out that Axel's a dirtbag and he's sleeping with, I think her name was Megan, wasn't yep. it? And now did Sarah, did she own the uh, grocery store? See, I don't know if she owned it or if she was just like the manager or what it was. I know it really seemed like she was Megan's boss, but I don't know if she actually owned it or not. I don't know. Maybe she was... Regional manager or something. I don't know. Store manager. I don't know. Shift manager. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep going down the line. I I mean, the the whole point blank to this film is Tom's back. It's been 10 years later. And now, all of a sudden, Harry's back killing people. Or who we think it is is Harry. Yeah. Come to find out that whenever, whenever Harry ran off into the mine and Tom, you know, Tom was shooting at him to kill him. Everybody thought he died in the mine collapse. After, you know, he got shot or whatever. Well, we find out after Tom is... After, when Tom comes back to town, that's when Harry starts showing back up. Mm-hmm. And people start dying again. Well, then there's a little get-together between uh, Sheriff Burke and Ben Foley. Mm-hmm. And who else? Um, Axel. Axel and then... Uh, Sarah and Tom. And Deputy Martin. Yeah. Uh, they all get together and then come to find out Axel's like, well, why don't you tell him the truth, Sheriff Burke? Well, come to find out, Sheriff Burke and all the big wigs in the town, including Tom's dad, actually found Harry's body and, and killed him. Yeah. They took him out to the woods. He was dead. They buried his body. Well, they end up taking Tom out there to, to find the body, and where they buried him, there's a bunch of rocks, but there's no body. Right. So now, everybody's like, was he really dead? So now, the way everybody feels, Harry's still alive, and he's out killing people. Yep. So the rest of the movie is them trying to you know get away from Harry or find him. He's he ends up going to the supermarket where Megan and uh, uh, Sarah are, mm-hmm. cornering them. Which 
Fun fact, while Megan was cheating with Axel, she actually got pregnant. We find that out in the cabin scene. That she was actually pregnant with his uh, his kiddo, Axel. We found that out? Yeah. You don't remember the part? No. When she was like, when she whispered in his ear, like she gave him the valentine and he's like, I didn't give you anything. And she whispered in his ear, you already gave me something. And she goes, I'm pregnant. When did that happen? I think you walked in the bathroom or something. It's probably when I was making my chili dog. Yeah, you, Carolyn was in the living room. So I, I, oh, I, I yeah. remember talking to her. I remember telling her, I was like, she's going to die. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was making a chili dog. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Okay. Um, but Sarah and Megan are in the store. Harry ends up showing up at the store, chasing them around. They get locked in a room. They find a window. They get broke out the window. Harry steals Megan out the window. Yep. Goes to attack. Sarah, she gets out, gets away. Axel shows up. Yay, hooray. <laughs> kind of convenient that Harry disappeared when Axel disappeared or showed up. And I will got to say, one of the best shots in that whole movie was when Sarah and Megan's walking. Because they know somebody's in a store. Yep. And they walk, and all of a sudden the camera shoots down the aisle. And all you see is Harry. Harry standing there, and then the camera pans off and goes back to them when they're walking up on the aisle, and then when they get to the aisle, he's gone. Yeah. I thought that was a really good shot. Yeah. But they find Megan's body. She, yeah. And then, you know, they got rode in blood, beat mine forever above it. So yeah. Now and her heart's, her chest is ripped open, and her heart's mm. sitting between her legs and some chocolate. Now, there is a scene before that where Tom goes to the mine after he has a conversation with Sarah. He's, you know, she's basically making him feel bad for selling the mine. Yeah, she's convincing him to not, not to sell it because the town's going to die. Right. So there's a scene where he actually goes to the mine. He wants to talk to Ben. We find out that he was there to tell him that he was not going to sell the mine. Right. And uh, they, uh, he ends up going down there, gets shoved in the cage. Harry's there, locks him in the cage. Mm-hmm. He goes over, has a little struggle with the guy who put up a fight. Yeah. Ends up killing him and then disappears. Well, Tom's still locked in a cage. Yeah. So now the guys come down. They find him. They get Tom out try to find out what happened. Nobody thinks it's Tom now because he was locked in a cage when the dude died. Yep. <coughs> so we thought. Yeah. I will say uh, the cleverness of the film. Yeah. Making you figure out who's who because Harry's dead. Yeah. So we got to figure out who's killing these people. Is Harry dead? I mean, everybody's, everybody assumes he is. Yeah. Or everybody assumed he was until they went to go find his body and it wasn't there. Right. We got to talk about, to me, was the dumbest death scene, and that was Irene's. Oh, my gosh. In the hotel. Yeah. No, she's stupid. Like, she's having sex with the, the truck driver, Frank, and comes to find out, she realizes that he was recording them. And he was like, this, hey, relax. This is for my personal yeah. collection. The entire scene, she's naked. She grabs a uh, little pistol and she follows him all the way out butt naked. And he's like, get inside before some kids see you. And she was like, I ain't worried about the kids. Give me the camera now. And she's holding the gun at him. And he's like, come on. We both know I'm not going to give you this camera. And we both know that gun's not loaded. And she says, screw you. Chunks the thing and pops him right in the nose, which mm-hmm. would have jacked his nose up. Oh, yeah. That no blood or nothing. He that, was just like, oh. That would have hurt. And, uh. Well, he had plenty of blood coming to him, so. Yeah, so he opens up his, uh, driver door to his 18-wheeler, and when he looks up, here comes the pickaxe right in the top of his head. It looked really good. It did. It looked good. That's all I'll say. I mean, yes, a lot of the kills were made for 3D, 
but pushing that off to the side, some of them were really, like, really creative. Yeah. You know, most of them were the pickaxe, but, you know, but your boy Tom's was pretty creative. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, but that whole scene real quick with Irene, you know, the camera drops out of the truck driver's hand, and it, fe- and it actually films her running off, and... Harry shows up on the screen and kind of looks back at the screen and then follows her in there. But I, I don't know. It was just, to me, they made her too dumb. Like, she got underneath the bed. She waited till the last second to pull her leg in. I even seen Carolyn when he was watching it. She was just like, uh-uh. Yeah, really. And, um, then, and then he finally finds her. She jumps up, and she takes the spring from the bottom of the bed and pins herself up against the wall. So did, now she's in between a spring bed frame and then the wall, while he's sitting there with his pickaxe, it's got a 10-inch blade on it. I will say, though, he did jack up that little uh, uh, little woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he picked her straight up to the Her scene. name was Selena, I think. Right? Selena Staki? Is that what it was? Hold up. Who was it? Selena Luna, yeah. That's her real name. Yeah, but Selena. Her, yeah. Selena was, yeah. I mean, like he put that pickaxe through her, uh, I guess it was through her jaw. I guess. And just slung her up to the uh, yeah. roof. But, I don't know. Like and I said, I think Irene's death scene could have been a little bit better. I think they lit- literally did that just for like, hey, kids, there's some TNA right here for you. Yeah. And then that scene there, that whole situation there is when Tom is there. He's actually got a hotel room there. And that's one of the scenes that kind of let starts making people believe that Tom has something to do with it. Because on the video... That the trucker filmed inside the hotel room, you can see Tom walking by the room. Yeah. So now that puts Tom at the scene. So now every now it's starting to come together that Tom's back in town. The killing started. So now everybody's thinking Tom has something to do with it. Right. Right. Then they take him out, try to find Harry's body. Harry's body's gone. So then they kind of go away from him. Mm-hmm. But little bit later, as everything's starting to get together, one part in the movie, Axel's in the hospital. Tom ends up picking up Sarah from the hospital. He said he's got something he wants to show her. Yeah. So Axel comes up to the hospital to find her. He finds out she's left. He gets a phone call, and then it's somebody on the other line saying, you gotta, you got to hear this about Tom. Yeah. Come to find out, Tom has spent, he's been gone for 10 years, but he spent the last seven years in a mental hospital. Yep. So now... Tom is with Sarah driving. He's got to show her something. He starts talking about the cabin that he found. That, that Axel owns. That Axel owns. Axel calls Sarah while she's on, you know, in the car with him. And he starts telling her everything about Tom. Tom's like, he just wants you to think it's me. She tries to play it off like she's No, like, no, no. He, he just wants you to think it's me. Yeah. It's not. It's not me. Yeah. Just like that, too. So, she ends up wrecking the car. And this is when you get the 45-second tree branch through the mm-hmm. windshield where it just kind of sits there and dangles. And then she runs off to the cabin. Yep. And I think this is where me and you made the bet. <laughs> yeah. And I owe, I owe you a taco. I'll give it to Me and him were trying to figure out if Axel was the killer or if Tom was the killer. Johnny believed it was Tom. I believed it was Axel because they were both acting shady. Mm-hmm. So I owe Johnny a taco. <laughs> a hard shell taco. Yeah, a hard shell taco. <clears throat> so they end up, she ends up going to the cabin, finding a whole bunch of hearts, Valentine's Day box hearts. Um, was it Axel shows up? 
No, yeah, Axel showed up at the cabin. But he turned his light off and everything. Yeah, yeah. Axel showed up at the cabin. She started running away from him because she thought it was him. Yeah, because when she opened the box of chocolate, it was a picture of her and Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when she opened the cabinet in the kitchen and seen all the, like, there was probably about twenty five, uh, heart shaped chocolate boxes yeah. coming out. So, so now she's running to the coal miner. Yep. So she goes running off to the mine. And she goes inside, you know, while she's being chased. Mm-hmm. She gets in there, and then both Tom and Axel show up together. Yep. So now they're playing blame game. He's the killer, he's the killer, he's the killer. Yeah. Well, then Axel comes up and says, you know what? You're right, shoot us both. He said, if you shoot me, you're still going to be in here to kill her, but shoot us both if you want to make sure. Yeah. So that's when Tom starts freaking out. And Tom mm-hmm. is looking behind Sarah. Mm-hmm. And she, he keeps saying, he's there, Sarah. Tom, Harry's behind you. You got to shoot him. You got to shoot him. And then Axel shows his, shines his light over there, and he looks, and he sh- shakes his head at Sarah. And she's like, there's nobody here but us. And you actually see Harry coming up behind her. So you're like, all right, what's going on? He walks past Sarah, walks right up to Tom's face, and just disappears. And I will say, that scene right there gave you sympathy for Tom. That looked really cool, too. It did. The way he just kind of dissipated right there in front of him. But it did. It made you feel bad because even Axel, like I said, I think that guy's acting was the best. Yeah. Even he looked at her and like when he was going, Harry's here. He's here. He's behind you. And Axel shines a flashlight behind her showing there's nobody behind her. Yeah. And he even looks at Sarah and uh, Axel does and he kind of just, it's almost like you see sympathy. He even looks at her and he just shakes his head like, no, like, you know. Yeah. So after Harry's ghost quote unquote disappears you see Tom kind of struggling and you get flashbacks of all the different kill scenes in the movie mm-hmm. where he's in the mine and, the, and he gets stuck in the cage he's actually and he's got him taking off his, his equipment yeah, the mining equipment and it shows him putting himself in the cage and, yep. and jamming the door shut from the inside Yep, it shows him in the ha- in Ben's house after he killed Ben taking it you know kneeling down on the floor taking the mask off and it shows his face clear as day yeah so now we know Tom's a killer and Tom actually found the original pickaxe and the gas or the miner mask, whatever you want to call it, coal miner's mask, yep. uh, at the graveside of Harry where they actually... So, I mean, they did literally bury his body there. Yeah. But I guess Tom moved it. Yeah. So now they go through the uh, end of the movie struggle where Axel and Tom start fighting. Axel is... And it's almost like Tom's taking over the persona of Harry. Because there was a there was a scene right before they started fighting. Axel says, um, "Oh, is that you, Harry, or something like that?" Yeah. And then you can see Tom's demeanor completely change, and he's like, "Oh, you know it is." Yeah. And then they start going to town and you know fighting and stuff. Axel ends up taking a pickaxe to the gut, which the entire time his wife is holding a pistol and not shooting it. Exactly. While these two are fighting for ten minutes, she's got a gun and doesn't shoot one shot. Right. And ends up. Saving her last bullet for the shot that mattered. Yeah. Um, they end up fighting. He takes a uh, a pickaxe to the gut. Tom runs off. She's helping him up. Her and Axel are, are waking off. And this is one of my favorite shot scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as they're running away, you see Tom with his pickaxe. And he's coming down the hall or coming down the tunnel. And all the lights are lit up. And he's smashing the lights out Yeah, with the pickaxe. 
And it's really cool because every time he hits a ball, it flashes, and you get a shot out of Harry, Harry Warden. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like a quick flash of him and his and all his suit and get up and everything like that, which yep. I thought was really legit. I'll, I'll, I'll give him props on that one. Um, so Axel is handing the gun to Sarah, and he's like, you got one shot, don't miss. She gets up as time's coming down the tunnel. He's kind of standing, and you see him standing in front of these tanks, these gas tanks, and you're like, well, that's how this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, you kind of kind of get the hint. <clears throat> he takes the pickaxe. He's getting ready to swing it. She takes a shot. It goes through his side, all the way to the back, hits the cap off one of the tanks. Mm-hmm. He turns around, explosion, boom. Yep. And he gets blown away. Yep. Tom's dead. Or so we think. Dum, dum, dum. Da-da-dum. Yeah. Rescue crew, the rescue crew, rescue crew comes down. They find Tom. He's still alive and breathing. I don't know how. Yeah. You know, when you're. And he's barely burnt at all. When you're six inches away from a daggum gas tank that explodes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to make it. But somehow he's buried under debris. The guy comes down in his little red suit and he asks him his name. Is he okay? Tom reaches over, grabs his pickaxe, puts it through his head. Yep. Which was a kind of cool shot because you get a, a shot from the inside of the mask nah. when they caught it to the side of the dome. So, nah, I mean, I Halloween that, Kills did it better. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so they're bringing all the guy. They're bringing out Axel. They're bringing Sarah's out, and all the rescues are coming out. All the mine workers. Well, then you get a final shot of a one of the rescue guys coming out, and he's kind of limping, and you're like, uh huh, uh huh. He gets to the top. He's on his side. Takes the mask off. It's Tommy Boy. Yep. And he, and it's cool because you can tell he's like grimacing in pain. He's in a lot of pain. Well, then it's almost like the, the f- switch flips. He turns into Harry again, and he just kind of stands up like nothing's wrong, and then just walks out of frame. And see, I didn't like that. I didn't. I, the the ending on the original is about seven hundred times better. It, it is, but when he walked out and he was limping, they should have never had him take that mask off. No, he should have just walked off. I think he should have just walked off and the camera focused on him walking off. And then they cut off. It would have been cool if he Because why off. would you take the mask What To me, I mean, let's be realistic. Everybody why, knows who you are. And you you take the mask off for everybody? What, what should have happened is he should have been limping away. And then as they should have sh- followed him. And as he got a little bit farther away, the limp went away and he took over Harry. And you could just tell he was walking. Yeah, and then maybe, you know, you could see him take the mask off. And see the back of his head or something. Yeah. But I, I thought that was cool when he was coming up and he was limping. It was like, oh, there, there he is right there, you know. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was him. Yeah. He didn't have to take the mask off. Exactly. But they did it anyway. They ruined it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great ending to begin with, but. They ruined it. And then that's the end. Yeah. Of My Bloody Valentine. 3D. 2009. So. Do you want to do your review first or you want me to do it? Oh, man. Who went first last time? I don't know. I'll go first. What did we do last time? I don't remember. The Fog. We did The Fog. Yep. Okay. So, this movie was not as good as the original. I it, told you. <laughs> it was not even close. Like, the original, the setting of the original felt more in place. Mm-hmm. Like, they did more with the the kids and, and all that kind of stuff. This movie had to skip 10 years. Yeah. Like, I feel like skipping the 10 years kind of took away from it. Because then you there's too big of a gap. 
they give you an explanation on why the skip, mm-hmm. but it was only seven years. There's three years that were missing anyway. But yeah. I didn't, I didn't connect with this one as much as I did the original. Yeah, like there were characters in the original stash. There was no stash in this movie. Yeah, yeah. None. You had a stash because of Tom. <laughs> I mean, that was your stash in this movie. The greatest stash. Tom Atkins, time. not Tom Hanninger or whatever his name was. Anyway, um, I feel like, uh, like I said before, there should have been two cuts to this movie. Yeah. There should have been the 3D cut, and then there should have been a regular cut. Yeah. Because the 3D took so much away from it because it was the focal point throughout the whole movie. When it was supposed to be 3D, you could tell. Oh, yeah. And there were times where it got annoying. Yeah. Like, bad, bad. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that if there had been two cuts, it would have made it better. But it definitely would have helped. Right. Um, I thought most of the kill scenes were pretty legit. I really did. It, it's one of the the pros I have with it mm-hmm. because they were good. Some of them were kind of over exaggerated for the three D. Yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't like overpowering on the kill scenes. A lot of times, the three D stuff did, had nothing to do with the kill scenes. It was the tree coming through the windshield and in the back of the truck. Yeah, know, the pickaxe being thrown at the car and you know that kind of stuff. Um. But the kill scenes, they didn't necessarily overpower. The The one where he took the pickaxe at the beginning to the back of the head and the eye popped out, mm-hmm. they lingered on that one too long. Yes, that was, that was for 3D effects, yeah. clearly. Um, you know the one thing I didn't notice through this entire movie? What's that? The music. Yeah. Nothing in the music stood out. Nope. At all. Like, nothing. And right. and they're great music coming out around 2009, you know, in early 2000, 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great music. So, and they used none of it, I don't think. Um, they started the movie off really fast. Yeah. Which means they had to bring it back down. Yeah. I will say that the flow didn't seem too bad because it didn't seem like it was down very long. Right. And the parts that did come, or that did kind of slow down, sped up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ending, no, no, not at all. The ending of the original where they rip the dude's arm off and he goes cackling off into the mine, ten times better than this. Yeah, I like that too. Um, the only, I'm, I'm like you, the only person I thought did a good job, like acting wise, was Axel. I mean, Sarah's wasn't terrible. Um, Tom Atkins. I, I, Tom was okay. Nah, come on now. He didn't sleep with nobody's sister, so yeah, yeah. he was good. Um, but yeah, so overall, not a fan. Um, okay. I'm actually, I, I give it a thumbs down. Okay. I don't necessarily recommend it cause I don't think it really adds anything to the original. Um, I think the original did everything better. Mm-hmm. A lot of times remakes will pick something that the original didn't do great and then you can kind of look at that. Right. I, I like the original a whole lot better than this. And uh, so I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I mean, it's. I can't give it a C. But you can give it a C minus. I give it a C minus, and the only reason I'm gonna give it a C minus was because a lot of the kills were pretty creative. So you're giving a C minus, which is a seventy to a seventy-two percent. Yeah, and I'm like borderline D plus. Right on. So it's like a seventy. If yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually wrote a couple things down. Uh, 
I said the uh, the eye kill scene would have been better if not for the 3D effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why they changed the na- uh, the name of the town to Harmony. I like the original name from the 1981 Valentine's Bluff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I thought it that fits. was cool. It does, and and seeing that's that's another thing. It made the it, the original movie was made. Valentine's had a big deal back then. Yeah. This one, the only thing Valentine meant was it was an anniversary of killing. Like they didn't, yeah, like they didn't want to celebrate Valentine's Day in the original one. Exactly. Now, some stuff that I like, I've already mentioned the coal miner end of the uh, aisle, you know, in the grocery store. To me, the best death was Tom Atkins' death scene. Um, it would have been even better if you couldn't have told it was CGI when he when they pulled the jaw out. But Tom Atkins, the sheriff, whatever you want to call him, Sheriff Burke, when he's got his gun and, you know, they're going to Axel's house to make sure everybody's okay. For some reason, he already knew he was in there. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, when he's walking on, he's got they've got like a, uh, a porch that wraps around the house. When Sheriff Burke walks over there, he's got his pistol out and he sees the light coming from on the other side of the porch. And he kind of looks over and there's the coal miner's hat with the uh, light shining up. Right when he turns around, dude, out of nowhere, Tom gets the pickaxe and shoves it through Sheriff Burke's jaw. Yeah. And you can see it in his mouth. And for Tom Atkins even to be at that age that he was in this movie, dude, it, like, he played it good. Like, you know, he was he was uh, hollering, gargling blood. He was hanging onto the axe. Yeah. And then I didn't think anything about them ripping that out. And you were like, oh, they're going to rip it out. And when he ripped the jaw off, it looked so good. Yeah. Except, like I said, when he ripped it out, they tried to do like a piece of it flying toward the screen. Yep. But that was my favorite death scene. I'm like you. I thought all the death scenes was pretty uh, pretty good. I mean, they were. One thing that I thought was cool, they did a fake-out scene where when Tom, or whatever you want to call him, the coal miner killer, mm-hmm. when he's in the grocery store, and when he sees that Megan and what was her name, Sarah, Sarah are trying to get out the window, he goes outside, goes around to the window, he kills Megan, and then all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere, and he gets the pickaxe through the window and he slings it upward toward. No, he slings it like he's going to try to hit Sarah. Yeah. And it got in her shirt, and yeah. I thought it stuck in her. It did. It Me and like you're better. both were like, "Oh crap!" One of the main characters. But it, that, that was a good fake-out death because all he was doing was he just got it stuck in her shirt and he was pulling her. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, with that being said, uh, the music didn't stand out to me. The acting wasn't terrible. Like I said, I really thought the guy that played Axel did a great job. I thought the uh, woman that played Sarah, I thought she did a really good job. Of course, Tom Atkins did a good job. And like I said, not hating on the Jensen dude that played Tom. It was just, I don't know, it was... His demeanor didn't fit in this movie to me. I don't know why. Yeah. It just it just didn't. Um, like I said, I, the original was better. The original, to me, and this is what I, I'm glad, I just thought of this. I was actually going to say to you while I was watching the film, I think this is why I appreciate older movies better because, to me, the 1981 version didn't have to show the blood, the guts, the violence. You knew what happened. Literally on the original, a dude gets his face boiled and you don't even see it. Yep. 
my favorite kill scene, I think it was one of yours in the original, is when he sticks that chick up on the uh, the uh, shower. Yep. Remember, he like shoves her head to it. Mm-hmm. They just showed enough for you to go, "Ooh, man, I wish they'd shown the whole thing." You know what happens, and they leave it to your imagination. Exactly. Where this one left nothing to the imagination. No. And that does not make it a better film. It I'm makes, sorry. It makes it gory. Yes, but that's, that's it. It doesn't. It doesn't increase the attractiveness of the movie as a horror movie. In the original, when he stuck that girl's, uh, what he stuck like the the shower head. Did he stick it in her mouth or like something? I can't remember what he did because it was coming out of her mouth. Remember? Yeah. If they would have actually showed the entire thing, I mean, you both or whoever's watching would have been like, "Man, that was good," but then they showed too much because you could tell it was a fake body. Yeah. They did. They showed a side shot of it where you could tell the water was coming out of her mouth, and you're like, "Oh, dude." See, and, and you kind of just said it. Like, I think the reason they did it back in the day is because they did have to use a lower quality. Of material. Yeah. So it wasn't like you couldn't put CGI in it. So I think today and even 2009, I think the reason they show so much is because they have such... it Like, technology's advanced so much that they can make stuff look as real as possible. Yeah. So they can show it on screen and not have to worry about it looking so fake. Right. And I, honestly, I think that's the only reason they do it. And to me, like I've always said about the older movies, they had to work harder. Yeah. They had to make props. They couldn't just, well, let's put a little green screen on your face. and You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so as far as my rating, I'm going to actually give it a thumbs in the middle. Because, and I'll explain why, um, it's not a terrible horror movie. It's not a... I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle because they did go a different direction. They didn't try to just straight up copycat the original. Yeah. And I'm talking like for the death scenes and all right. that. Cause some of the films do that. They actually had you wondering, okay, who's the killer? Cause you're trying to think, cause they really brought that element of surprise. Yeah. Uh, like we said, some of the death scenes were good. It was just a 3d. I knew going into it, the 3d is going to ruin it. You know, yeah. I mean, sorry. Um, I'm giving it a thumbs in the middle, and I'm actually going to give it a C. That is a 73 through 76. Um, I recommend you to watch it, but watch it in 3D. I can see that. Because the 3D really does overtake some parts, and it kind of, if you're not watching it in 3D, you're like, nah. Yeah. It's just annoying at one point. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's my feeling on it, man. Like I said, this um, you don't have to show everything to make it a better movie. No, you know, you really don't. And before we announce what all we're going to be doing for March, I seen this quote from the one and only Tom Savini. Okay, and I thought it was pretty good the way he worded it. I guess Tom Savini. I don't know if he was doing an interview for a DVD, Blu-ray, or a documentary or what, but. He said, when someone says, oh, that's an old movie, he says, well, it's not old if you haven't seen it. So always remember that. If y'all hear us going to review a movie that's older, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, and you go, oh, God, the remake, I only seen the remake. I only seen the updated version. Well, it's not an old movie if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I actually liked that. And I was like, you go, Tom. That's you tell true. him. That is true. So everything's new if you've never done it. Exactly. There you go. That's why when people say, "Did you get a new car?" That's new to me. 
Exactly. Yep. You know, it don't matter if it's a 2010. New to me. All right. So with that being said, uh, we actually have three episodes coming out in March. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Randy, you want to tell us what the first one is? So the month of March, we are going to do a request. Uh, it was sent to us on Instagram from Tesla Privet. Mm-hmm. And the movie is called As Above, So Below. Neither one of us have seen it. Nope. Uh, I know it's got to do something with some uh, cliffs or something. <laughs> I know. Some kind of cave. I don't know. I've only watched the trailer once because I hate watching multiple things because I don't want anything spoiled for yeah. me. As, as, to my knowledge, because I actually know Tesla, to my knowledge, it's about some kind of cave deal. Okay. I don't know any more than that. I told her not to tell me anything about it because we wanted to... To watch it fresh. Right. So that's going to be the first movie we're going to do in March. We're going to give you guys another horror talk yes. in March. We've got a couple of people. I think we're going to try to get Connor. Connor Henson. Connor Henson. Uh, Senor Reyes. Yes. And I think your daughter, Jenny, is going to do it. Yes. If we can get her to talk. Right. So as long so, as Connor don't back out because it seems like he backs out of everything. Yeah. So we'll have to get him on top of it. So you get a horror talk. As the mm-hmm. bonus episode. Yes. The second movie we're going to be doing is going to be a random poster movie. For Christmas, I gave Johnny. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> it's a top 100 more uh, horror movies poster. And it's got a scratch off to where you can scratch it off and get a picture of the movie. And it's got a whole list of movies. We've already scratched off movies that we've done. Um, I think all of them that we've done. Yeah. Have we done all these? Yeah, yeah, everything okay. we've scratched off. Done. There are movies on here that we have seen, but we haven't reviewed them yet. I think Johnny said, I think you said you've seen like 42 of the movies on there. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've probably seen a less than that. But we haven't done them, so they're still in the running to be on the podcast. But now Johnny is going to pick a movie at random. Yes, I am. So, so close your eyes and do the little, do my sushi menu okay. pokey thingy. Yeah. So should I do one finger or two? Because just in case I land on something. No, just do one finger. If you okay. land on the one that you've already got marked off, then we'll switch again. You ain't even close. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Put. Yep. Go All down. Right. Go down. Nope. Nope. Start in the middle. Go down. Right there. Now do a circle. Okay. It's like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna tell them when to stop. All right. Right now. Okay, you're in the middle. So shift your finger either right or left. Take your pick. All right. So the movie is Bride of Frankenstein. Holy cow! <laughs> the 1935 Bride of Frankenstein. And I know you have that movie somewhere. Yes, I do. I know you did. <laughs> yes. So, month of March, you get a horror talk bonus episode. We're going to get our uh, request as above, so below. And the 1935 five. Bride of Frankenstein. That would have been a good one to do for Valentine's. <laughs> it would have. Yeah. Too bad. You didn't get it. Well, it was either going to be that or it. Oh, <laughs> man. You just don't want to do a nine-hour and it And it was the 2017 it. Oh, okay. So that wouldn't have been that bad. I, I told Johnny, we're, we're eventually we will be doing the original it. Yes. But it's more than likely going to be a two-part episode. Because that being a mini-movie series on TV yeah. is super long. Yeah. So your first episode is probably going to be about the kids and when they were younger, and the second might be when they're older. But anyway. Yeah, because we that that it, we're not going to try to cram pack that all into one episode. Ain't no way. That's a lot. 
And that was one of my favorite horror movies growing up. So Right on. Yeah. Okay, well, that being said, uh, that is the movies we will be reviewing in March. And uh, before we sign off, uh, as always, give us a follow on all of our social media, please, if you will. What's them handles? Our Instagram is smalltownhorrorjohnny underscore randy. Uh-huh. Our Facebook is smalltownhorror with Johnny and Randy. You don't say. <laughs> and our Twitter is at smalltheorrorpod. And uh, please... giving out the email. I like it. And please, if you don't mind, if you do listen to us, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, whatever you listen to us on, any platform. Yeah, any platform. If you think we deserve a five star, please give us one. And it only takes a couple of minutes just to leave a review because I'm telling you guys and gals, the more reviews we get and the more five stars we get, the bigger our name gets. We get out there. So, and we might be able to get some bonus episodes if we get enough followers. We can talk to some people. Yeah, you know, that's kind of one reason too. Like we don't do one every week is because you know. It does take a lot going into this. Yeah. So, that being said, uh, Randy. Yes. I wasn't going to say anything until after the microphone was cut off. But, oh, my uh, gosh. Do you realize this is the very first one that we did not say the pulling scale? <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, everyone, as always, remember to stay scared. Stay spooky.